0: Jack Russell, president of One Zone, Welcome to our first One Zone podcast of the year. We are so excited to have Mark Harebrandt, our Hamilton County Commissioner, and Steve Schwartz with our Hamilton County Council. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. Hey, thank you for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's talk about, before we go, talk about the county mm-hmm. and all things wonderful about the county, let's talk a little bit about you guys. Uh, first off, Steve, so I uh, want to talk a little bit about um, how you became a county counselor, uh, and then also one of my favorite places, Schwartz bait and tackle, uh, but, but how you got into to county government and how you decided, you know, a few
1: years ago to, to really run for office and what that was like. It's, it's a long story, but, uh, way back in December of 1999, there was a, uh, big disaster in the white river, which is actually right behind our store. Yeah. at Schwartz's. And, uh, it was a 60 mile fish kill.
0: Oh yeah. And,
1: yeah. uh right there in downtown noblesville was in the heart of it mm-hmm. and uh we decided to have a fundraiser raise some money and we we're going to fix the problem yeah. and uh we worked on that for about three years and several people asked me hey we'd really like for you to run for public office mm-hmm. and i thought about it and talked to the wife and she said hey if this is what you want to do and we can make a difference go for it yeah. so i did and i got elected and i, I really have a passion yeah. for county government and we like to help. We've always helped with our small business, uh, non-for-profit organizations. Contact us frequently. We love to help out. Absolutely. So it's been a it's been a good fit. Yeah. That's wonderful.
0: Well, and and serving as the president of the council, I know we'll get to that and talk about that, kind of what the county does and what it looks like. But uh, I'm sure that that's, I always joke that when you serve in public office, it's definitely not part-time. It's another full-time job. And so I appreciate you doing that. And Mark, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you. Uh, If you want to talk a little bit about your background, I know that in being a county commissioner, and then I figured we'd just get right into what is county government. So a little bit about you.
2: Yeah, I uh, grew up on the west side of Indianapolis, went to Ben Davis High School, uh, grew up um, in the construction business. My dad owned his own construction business. We uh, I, we learned to work hard. Um, my dad taught me that uh, to earn the respect of others, you need to jump down in the hole sometimes and grab a shovel and dig with them and earn their respect. And so um, I was brought up that way and then uh, um, I got a job early on as a selling or delivering newspapers at the Indy Star. So I had to get up at 5 a.m. deliver newspapers and things like that and um, just grew up working hard. And then uh, how I got into this position, it was uh, something I was not seeking at all. Um, Mayor Cook had reached out to me when I moved into the city of Westfield. If I would serve on the Board of Public Works, I served on that for about six years um, helped to uh, sell the water and wastewater utilities we got 91 million dollars from that and then um, from that we paid off our debt started grand park and then i got a call from doug carter who's now the superintendent of state police and said that he was being asked by governor pence to uh, run for superintendent and asked me if I would run, and I immediately told him no, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> and um, it was hard to get. Before, is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was the day before Thanksgiving because I'll never forget it. And he said, uh, "I need you to call me Monday and tell me that you're running." And so I did. I talked to my wife about it, and I ran. I decided to do it and ran in a caucus uh, against seven people and. Uh, I was blessed and fortunate to be able to be selected out of that and I've served since 2013. And so I had no intent to do it, but it just happened.
0: Yeah. And I think that's how, I think that's how most public servants, their stories guard, you know, when something happens or something in your community makes an impact and people turn to you and they say, Hey, you should, you need to help us. We need to do these things. a lot of times, you know, even when I read it, I always just, just try to remind myself like I said no probably like three times, like uh, I don't know. But when you take when it's deep down and you look at your community and how much you love it, you you there's this there's something that is instilled in you to, yeah. to go do it. And I think that's a powerful message and a powerful thing. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, so let's talk about county government. Okay. So county commissioners. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask the most basic question. <laughs> what is a county commissioner and what do you do besides a lot of things?
2: <laughs> you know, the best way really to explain it is uh, we are the executives of the county. Um, we have executive and administrative authority as well as we do have some legislative authority as well to be able to pass ordinances and things like that. But um, when I, people ask me, you know, what's a commissioner do, I, I explain to them that we're like the mayor. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the same powers, probably a little bit more than what a mayor does. And um, so we work on a lot of different projects throughout the county. We work with our mayors. We have very good, close relationships with them. And so we identify projects and things that might be beneficial to the community. And then we work with our county council, which is a seven-member board that Steve is president of uh, this year, And they decide whether um, it's a good project or not, whether to fund it or not. Mm -hmm. So um, we do a lot of the development, the upfront work, um, and so forth, as well as we're responsible for over 400 bridges. We're responsible for the jail. We own Riverview Health. We appoint the entire board, our parks department, um, the fairgrounds. Yeah. we're involved in a lot of different things so just I a couple that, things yeah yeah just a couple drainage what <laughs> oh, people don't yeah. realize is fifty 50 of what we do are drainage projects and it doesn't sound sexy at all <laughs> believe me it's not um but um that's something that's that people don't realize a lot of the drainage projects it comes through our us and we're on the drainage board as well
0: yeah i don't i don't think people think about drainage until something happens right like that's until exactly the, all, all of a sudden right. their properties has some water on it <laughs> yeah. they they know who to call
2: that's exactly right yeah
0: well and and i think the other thing I, uh we'll get to projects but i do want to give you guys kudos uh as well lowe's expressway
2: oh, is yeah.
0: one of my favorite projects you guys have done in the past you know four or five years um i will tell you my my wife and i lived uh, with my in-laws as we were waiting for our house to be built yeah uh, and I use that every day. And I was like, "Thank God for Mark Harris, Steve Schwartz, <laughs> those county." They, but people don't think about that. I think they don't. Um, you know, I know, and I love the story. And I don't know if you want to tell, it, but I love how you always tell the story about how it happened. But those are the things that you guys think of, and, and your scope is much larger than than it would be for a city. Because, you know, for you guys, your scope is the county. So when uh-huh. Carmel needs something, when Fishers, when Noblesville, Westfield, uh, when the the northern part of the county needs something. You guys have to be a consistent partner, and I think that that's, that's a lot of work as well as you have these four, five, six, seven, eight ecosystems that you guys have to work in, and I think, yeah. I, but just kudos, I, I, I'm sure all my Carmel people that are listening are like, <laughs> yes, thank you so much for Lowe's Expressway. Uh, but again, uh, before we get to the projects, county council, uh, so we know the commissioner, the executive body, if you want to talk a little bit about uh, the council and, and what you guys do sure. on that side.
1: You know, I can't can't go any further until I give the commissioners big kudos for what they do. We have three of the best county commissioners in the state if not the entire country. They are very devoted and this is what has made Hamilton County the number one place to live in the state yep. and in the top 10 in the country. So kudos to those guys cuz they really stand out and do a great job. Yeah. Um i say that question again. I'm sorry. I got off. No, that. no,
0: no. The county council, a little bit about what sure. you guys county do council. and how you guys work with the commissioners. So we're
1: the physical body. Yep. And what we do is uh, keep control of the purse strings. Mm-hmm. Very simply. Uh, we write the checks. So the commissioners bring forth projects, whether it be a bridge project through the highway uh, department or a building project, uh, building onto the jail. Uh, we always have projects in the pipeline. So we either write the check. Or we don't. So we have uh, several subcommittees that uh, we push a lot of these projects to, and then they come back to the entire council, and then we'll vote to see if it gets approved or not. So there's several eyes watching each project as they come in front of us, which is really good. That's why I like county government. You know, we're responsible for 400 square miles here in Hamilton County, and that's a big difference compared to – uh, cities, right? Uh, we we right. have a lot of road miles that we take care of, and a lot of uh, water projects, uh, drainage projects over the entire county.
0: Yeah, and I and uh, you know, for you guys, I think one of the the other pieces I think about is, um, you know, I got to watch the budget. This year and how you guys worked, and mm-hmm. it, and it's been great to see. I think I always encourage people to watch it. Uh, yeah. Shout out, you know, Jim Wofford and, and his mm-hmm. crew to actually videotape it and show it. But but it is it's it's something I encourage people because I think it's this layer of government, county government, that people don't think about. They always think about their cities, and but you guys play it, you know, a huge role. And and for you as commissioners to be able to work with county councilors um, to get things done, I think that's a huge accomplishment.
2: It really is, and and uh, just this past year. Um, I'm really proud because you hear a lot about, you know, wasted government spending Mm -hmm. and things. But I got to tell you that um, I'm really proud to say that we are the only county to have a triple A bond rating, um, which when we refinanced um, a lot of our projects, we got 0.6 percent on it. But, But we are the only county in the state of Indiana. So we are in good financial situation. Um and probably the best since i 've been in office since two thousand and thirteen right now yeah. And it's a true that,
1: um been able to keep our taxes low, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we had a lot of projects ahead of us a uh, lot of high dollar projects and we 're keeping those taxes low and still can maintain that triple a bond rate. Yeah. even in a pandemic, yeah. Yeah. i mean
0: if you can keep the finances perfect while providing amenities and, and just those natural quality of life pieces for people i think that's a that's a huge kudos to you guys and to both commissioners and the council i think it, that's and great. the
2: fastest growing county in the state
0: <laughs> well your infrastructure yes thank you for uh, as you guys grow faster and faster but
1: we well, uh yeah, a lot of it just comes down uh jack to basic it's teamwork yeah um a lot of times we get criticized for we're supposed to be the watchful eye over the commissioners, and we get criticized for that, but actually, I think that's what makes us one of the best counties in yep. the country because we work together as a team and we have one focus together, and that is to to make our county great and yeah. it's it shows yeah
0: you know, i I get the chance to travel around the state and meet with other chambers uh and the first thing I usually hear is there's 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 this infighting or there's there's the and i and I nicely just say uh that's tough oh, Darn it. You know, cause I really, cause really for me, it, being able to work with you guys and, and watch it uh, on, a, on a monthly basis, your meetings and how right now I believe that, you know, this council is really working really well together um, to be able to get things done. And how do we push things and continue to move forward? Uh, my b- biggest belief is that waiting in water is still going backwards. And so, and so, and so how do you continue to move forward? How do you continue yeah. to push it? And so thank you guys for, for, for doing that. Um, my next conversation with you guys is really around, uh, projects. So kind of what you guys got going on, uh, currently, and then really what's ahead for the County as we look ahead. And if you want to talk about 146 in Allisonville, I will not, uh, uh <laughs> say no, cause I know my people that are listening are going to want to hear, but what kind of projects do you guys have going on right now? We have a lot of projects going on, but before I get
2: into that, I, you know, you represent a lot of businesses and I really want to express, um, how we view businesses here in Hamilton County and how we, how we look at them. I mean, they are the livelihood of our community. And so when this pandemic came forth, um, we invested almost $800,000 into our businesses that needed help mm-hmm. um, to help them during this pandemic. Um, we used our general fund money. Um, I will tell you, it was one of the re- most rewarding things that I've been involved in to hear from those businesses what an impact that made with them and that it kept their doors open, it kept people, their employees, their longtime people that they've yeah. had. It's important to, to do that. We did that also with ARPA dollars as well to make sure that we keep our businesses thriving here and yeah. there. But in regards to projects, we have a lot of them. Um, one of them is with the American Rescue Plan uh, Act dollars. From a transformational and an economic development standpoint, you're going to see on U.S. 31 going all the way up to the County Line Road, there will be an interchange put in at 236 going into Cicero and in Sheridan, as well as up at 276. Um, and our plans are to have water and wastewater supplied all the way up to the County Line Road That's awesome. Um, to help to spur with economic development. I think it'll be transformational. Um, I can tell you that we have met with so many businesses um, about uh, relocating already and we just announced this in in march and then allisonville road (laughs) you know too um that's a project with state road 37 that we've Mm -hmm. been um involved in 37 is coming along really nicely um on there if you've had a chance to yeah to drive it
0: i actually i use 37 now versus not you know with 14 traffic lights before it was much harder to get to where you wanted to go so thank you for that
2: (laughs) but um we realized with that project finishing up on 146th street that we needed to do something there at Allisonville and you've probably seen a lot of the pictures of the backups there and it's it's a failing intersection and so there will be an interchange there that we were able to get uh, uh, almost 10 million dollars in funding from the Indianapolis MPO, uh to help to fund that and uh, that's a construction project that will be starting here in the next year
0: yeah I, I love it I love
2: it so
1: that highway 37 project is the Highest dollar project we have ever had here in Hamilton County, yeah. but uh, I think it will be the most successful project because otherwise uh, it would be a complete standstill on traffic trying to get from Absolutely. say Noblesville to Indianapolis or even to Fishers.
0: And I don't think a lot of people realize how much work goes before you even put the you know the asphalt on the ground. I mean. No. You know, uh, listening to Mayor Fadness and listening to the the work that you guys have been able to put into that. I mean, between drain, mean, we just talked about drainage, but drainage and you know all those type of things. Um, but I take that now. I'm not afraid to use 37 anymore. I know that sounds silly, but we living in my wife and I living in Cicero, we we're like, oh, let's just go 31. It, it seems faster. But even for those businesses, um, you know, partnering with the city of Fishers uh, on uh, Thrive 37. Um, and Carrie Ann oh, and her team has, huge. I sit in those it's meetings and those businesses. The, the thing I love from a chamber side is when yeah. businesses say, we were really afraid that this was gonna affect our business. And because the county and the city of Fishers took the time to know yeah. that it's going to be a problem, how do we solve it ahead of time? These businesses I sit on the phone call with are really happy with, you know, it hasn't really affected their business
2: i think that's you, a huge uh, kudos to yeah, that it it when i look back at what happened and how it happened i mean there were failing intersections there in 37 and the state owns the road yeah. and so we were really going down to the state house really trying to help to get them moving along with it and uh, they were going to put michigan lefts yes all along that quarter people forget about that yeah. and we had just went through and saw what had happened with U.S. 31, how they didn't have very many uh, public hearings uh, input from the businesses and they took 31 over and it kind of ignored some of the businesses there in the community. And we didn't want that to happen on 37. What we realized was that those businesses, um, as I mentioned before, are extremely important Um, here in Hamilton County. We have to take care of them because they a lot of those people that work in those businesses, live in Hamilton County. And so we wanted to take control over that and make that corridor business friendly. And I think when we're done with that, and we've been, even the people that had criticized it, that originally criticized it when we talked about it, um, are all on board now because they see the commitment. And then we invested $500,000 with Carrie Ann and her marketing group to help work with all those businesses uh, to make sure that they they could thrive during this construction period. Yeah.
1: I think this is another perfect example of how government agencies can work together. For instance, mm-hmm. the city of Noblesville, the city of Fishers, the county commissioners, the county council, the, the state and the federal government have all been able to work as a team to get this project done. Yeah. And it's been relatively fast as far as government goes. Right. Uh, typically, those projects can last for 10 or 15 years, but this whole project is going to be done less than five or six, yeah. yeah, and it's all because, again, I think the teamwork is unbelievable, right. how we can all get along and make this stuff happen for the yeah. right reasons. Yeah,
0: well, and I think the quickness of it, businesses appreciate that because as you guys know, businesses, as business owners and leaders, uh, businesses go day to day and sometimes governments month to month. And there's a very big difference between day to day and month to month. Absolutely. And so if you can yeah. promise a business, Hey, this isn't a 20 year project. This isn't a 10 year project. We we're committed to getting this for yeah. your business, uh, you know, yeah. healthy. And I think that people appreciate that. And at least sitting on those phone calls, I will say, thank you guys. Cause I do think, um, those businesses, actually have better access to their business now than they ever had prior to the development. Even with, the, you know, you think about some of the car dealerships and those things. For me to get to the car dealerships now actually are much easier to get there than it was prior to the development. You know, develop one myself. of the
2: things that I'm really proud of, Jack, is uh, during this whole process, we have already had, uh, to date, over 80 meetings whether they're public meetings, whether they're meetings with homeowners, businesses along that whole corridor to understand prior to the construction what needed to happen. And so we delayed the project a few years, almost three years, so that we could do eight ancillary projects because we listened to the neighborhoods, we listened to the businesses, we knew they were going to be affected through the construction. So we took a step back, did those eight ancillary projects to help during the construction period before we started the actual construction. And it just goes to show that um, some people say that government never listens to their constituents. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to say that we, we have, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the input that we had on that was the success of the people that live over there that travel that and, and the businesses as well that communicated what their needs were. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, my next question for you, it doesn't have to be project-based, but what are some things going on, getting ready to come up with in the county that you guys are excited about? I know there's been some exciting things with the parks. There's been exciting things. I mean, really, there's a lot of exciting things going on. So what are you guys excited for as we head into the this year and future?
1: Yeah, and we've touched on a few of those things, but some things that people might not know about. Um, we have been in early discussions, and um, actually this past Wednesday night at our county council meeting, we passed some funding to purchase some ground for... Uh, potentially a future uh, women's shelter. Okay. I believe, yeah. Mark, it's uh, yeah. abused women.
2: It's a you know it's a domestic shelter mm-hmm. uh, for women, and uh, it is something that we have been trying to get done for yeah. several years. Yeah. And right now, if uh, there's anyone that uh, you know a family is in a domestic dispute whatsoever, they have to literally go out of county. Um, maybe with kids, their mm-hmm. kids, um, and then try to stabilize and take those kids back to Hamilton County. Um, it's just not a good situation. We need to have a shelter here um, yep. to make it um, convenient for anybody that has a situation like that. And so we're really proud that we'll, we hope to great. break construction, break ground on that here this next year. That's awesome.
0: Any other exciting things that we need to know about? I think
1: we have uh, one item that we're uh, working on it's still not uh, come to the county council, but it is in committee, and we're still working on the police and fire training facility. Yep. So hopefully that'll be in front of us here in the next speaking. Days. Speaking as
0: someone whose grandfather served twenty six years on the sheriff's department, twelve years the police chief. My dad now believe his this is his thirty second year on the Noblesville Fire Department. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're They're in you favor of that. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, we appreciate. Well, and I will say for the training facility piece the best experience i had when i became an elected official i think you guys have gone through it too was fire ops 101 oh yeah if if you're an elected official and have not gone through that that was the most eye-opening i literally went home and i told my dad i said hey thanks for all you do because i was there for a day i was exhausted and that's like a shift (laughs) for you guys
2: (laughs) i think every elected official should go through that training because it is an eye-opener without a doubt and then you don't question the funding and what it takes yeah. um, for those first responders yeah uh,
0: i i my f- i don't say my favorite part but my favorite part was definitely the job I mean, using those machines it is amazing oh. what they can do but i'll say the hardest part of that was um trying to get do cpr on an ambulance oh was yeah, the I hardest thing I've, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 live, but, but you know, you, and, and I think to that point, you think of our pl- fire and police, even just from a mental health side, yeah. uh, I, I've seen it from a look from, from a family side, you know, when your shifts over, you, whatever happened at the end of the shift, you, you've got to go home now and be a wife, a husband, uh, you know, those type of things. And I think that's another piece of the mental health piece that, um, that I appreciate. And, you know, but I think from the training facility, not that I'm, I'm being a little biased again, but I do think a training facility would be great, a nice upgrade. And, um, because even when we were out there, kudos again to to the fire crew because for what they have they've done a great job of being able to utilize what resources they have and the kindness of businesses and others to donate things and and provide that opportunity i think
1: that uh one of the reasons that i really want to see that you know we're so lucky in our county government here in hamilton county that most all of our departments are the leaders in the state of everything they do and we cut new ground and you know and, and set new standards for a lot of the other counties i know that sounds selfish but it's true yeah and here again that training facility is going to be a state-of-the-art facility yes it cost a lot of money but it's going to save lives mm-hmm. and it will make our county uh police and fire again the number one in the state if yeah. they're not already but we're going to make yeah. sure that they have that proper training
0: yeah just giving them the tools yeah. and and yeah. our cities aren't Absolutely. our cities aren't uh they're building up they're building higher Things are changing the way that we build things is different than we've built them before and for those guys to be able to have the things that they need uh at their disposal i think that's a huge component too you know
2: another thing that we're really working on is 146th street um hazeldale yeah and 146th street you um within the next 10 to 15 years i think that you'll see 146th street transform into what like what is keystone and what is 37 um, really to get away with some, get away from traffic signals yeah. on there and make it more free flowing. Um, that's a big project and it's going to take a, quite a bit of time to make that happen. Yeah.
0: Well, the future of the County sounds bright and good. And I just want to thank the two of you as well. I know I've got one or two more questions, but I yeah. appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Uh, and thank you guys for being servant leaders in Hamilton County. Um, But the reason why I really brought you guys as well is because a lot of times I do get a lot of questions about the County and what they do, what you guys do and which, and it's, it's a, like I said, it's a full-time job, really. Uh, the amount of time and energy listening to people, 80, I mean, we're talking 80 meetings, businesses, uh, residents. Um, so just thank you guys for that. We really appreciate that. Um, thank you. My, really my last kind of thing. So we always end with a final thought. So think about your final thought. Okay. Um, but from a business standpoint, you guys have been able to serve for, for a long time. Uh, if I'm if I'm somebody that's new, getting ready to start my career, this sounds like something that you've already told me about ten years ago. But but if I, if I'm someone new that's getting ready to start my career, um, what what's something that you would give them and some advice on?
1: Your political career or your business? You know career? what? Either
0: or. We can say either or. I think yeah. there's a lot of times people, um, well. I'll just 25-year-old me when I went met Mark Herbrandt and yeah. I said, I'm going to run for everything there is. Uh, and the best advice I ever got from Mark, I'll just say my best advice I ever got from Mark was truly, if you want to truly be a good leader and be in a role that you are elected to, you must understand the role completely. You must truly be able to commit 100% of your time and energy. And if you're not willing to do those things, never put your name on the ballot. And... Even when I thought about that, as soon as somebody said, well, you need, there's an empty spot in Cicero. And my first filter was, can I serve it at 100% of what I wanna give to the community? Uh, Do I understand the role itself? And do I have the capacity and knowledge to make it a better place? And, and hopefully in four years, if I decide I don't wanna do it again, is the town or the community I live in a better place than when I got it? And that was yeah. just me, I mean, I'm yeah. 30, 31 yeah. now, and that was 22 year old Jack, so. I still
2: remember. <laughs> you know, I always tell people that are wanting to serve or get into the political arena, um, to me, the most important thing that you have to have is you have to have time. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're going to be successful in the in what you do, especially in the public sector, um, you have to be able to have time. You have to be able to commit time to it. And a lot of people don't realize this, but um, I mean, they see my truck out at the courthouse every weekend, whether yep. it's a
1: Saturday or a
2: Sunday. And to be successful, you have to put the time in. Yep.
1: I, I see it probably close to that. Yep. Um, that would be in second i think i have to have my wife's approval first <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes uh, yeah all, all jokes aside um you know yeah. when i was elected um one of the things that actually my wife and i did talk about was i kept telling her several people said hey it's okay you know take your time it's gonna take two or three years to understand fully what's going on and i thought i don't want to wait two or three years i want to jump in with both feet and yeah. be effective and start helping and and realize my passion so one of the things i started doing um and i still do that is go to a department yeah. we, you know we have 56 departments here in the county and for instance i would go to the highway and uh talk to the guys there actually uh, mark airbrandt and i did that what this past month well here in yeah. february i guess yeah. the last big snow we went out yeah. and plowed snow together but it keeps me in tune with each of the departments and what their needs are and uh so i can keep up to speed so when those issues come in front of us if they need more help for their departments or they have other financial issues i'm on target with what they need or not
0: yeah i I think that's a huge piece of it is knowing i think a lot of times i I, you especially during budget times you can always tell any 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 municipality you know um but i think at the the county level the there's a huge benefit the amount of experience in those departments of the people who've dedicated a lot of years. And so I was, I was, you know, like my, my one of my closest friends, Kathy, when she needs a copier yeah. or something yeah. like that, I'm like, yeah. well, if Kathy needs a copier, then they must really need a copier because she wouldn't be standing up there asking for a copy machine. But, but I think about that, 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 um, if you're not in it and you don't get the experience as a, as a, an elected official or a public servant to understand their day in and day out, you know you're just if there's that disconnect sometimes i think oh. I kudos to you for that well,
1: yeah. and, and that, one of the perfect examples early on like my third or fourth meeting at the county council uh quite a while back the refrigerator went out at the health department and they wanted twelve thousand dollars for a new refrigerator and there were a couple of my council members said oh my gosh just go to lowe's they're 399 dollars well luckily two weeks before that a, gone and met all the people in the health department and they showed me the refrigerator that they actually use that holds all our vaccines for count you know yeah. and medicines and i said guys no 399 is not going to work you need the right refrigerator that tracks and makes sure right. that that didn't shut off during the middle of the night during a storm and then you know we're given bad vaccines or right, right. whatever else you know is stored in that fridge but that's uh, one of the things that I like to do is keep up to speed on that. So yeah. those issues don't happen. We don't have a Lowe's refrigerator. Nothing wrong with Lowe's refrigerator. <laughs> no, no. But we just need something that's more.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. there's a, there's a, a story tacky. behind why it's there needed. There is. Yes. There
1: is. And you
2: know, to, to answer your questions about businesses and why they would want to come here, um, I think uh, why you see that we're the fastest growing county in the in, in the state of Indiana, and sometimes at one time in the country is uh, people wanna be where there's a quality of life. Mm-hmm. And there is so much to do in Hamilton County. Um, the schools are some of the best by far in the state. Um, and whether it's transportation, whether it's amen- the amenities that you have from our parks department, different things that, that people can do. And and I think in the low taxes
0: mm-hmm.
2: are a huge part of that. and. And also having elected officials that are willing to invest yeah. um, in their community; those are key things that I think that we see and that we want to help our businesses in to succeed. Yeah.
0: Well, my last question is, as I ask all of our guests, is any final thoughts? Meaning, you know, hey, if you want to talk to our our audience, our chamber, our uh, our businesses, whatnot, um, or anything that we didn't cover, any final thoughts from you guys?
2: You know, I would say that. One of the things that I've always told my kids when they grow up grow up, is that uh, there's a lot of things that I can do for you, but one thing I can't do is I can't read your mind. <laughs> and as long as you communicate with me and you tell me what you need, yeah. I'm gonna do my best to help you. And I've taken that same philosophy into local government, um, but I really hope that people will feel comfortable, that they can reach out, they can call us. They may be surprised that they're going to get a phone call right back, yeah. and um, that we're willing to help them. But we need to know what the issues are, and please call us and let us help you with that.
1: Yeah, Mark, that is so spot on. You're you're right on it. Um, I would just like to probably add, you know, my wife and I have been doing business here in downtown Noblesville for 44 years now, and Hamilton County is a great place yeah. to, to start a business and uh, raise a family and I just can't say enough about it.
0: Well, and thank you to you and your wife for my dad having plenty of uh, Schwartz and tackle shirts. I really appreciate it. He only wears a different color every day. So, and then when, he get, when he gets to hear this podcast, he's going to yell at me that I said that. But
1: He is such yeah, a great guy. Yeah, man. he
0: loves it. But, but thank you guys. Thank you thank for you. your investment you for uh, you. in our community. And uh, thank you to all of those that are listening to our podcast. Um, you can hear us. on. We'll be sending this out. It'll be on Thursday, next Thursday. But you can also listen to us on iTunes as well. But thank you, Mark Herbrandt. County Commissioner and Steve Schwartz, County Council, for being on the show today. Thank you,
2: Jack. Thank Thank you, you, Jack.